This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the Good News Program, and the president of The Gearing Place, here is Ronald Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the Good News Program, brought to you by The Caring Place. We have campuses in Miami and Broward. We've been known as, for many years, as Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are in our centennial year. That means 100 years in 2022 uh, of serving the homeless, serving the hungry, the abused, the hurting, uh, the needy families in South Florida. I'm Marilyn Brummett. I am the wife of Reverend Ronald Brummett, which, which you hear so often on the radio opening up this particular program, Mission Possible, the Good News Program. Well, I'm here today because he's got a lot on his plate that he's taking care of this week. Um, but I have with me Leanne Navarro, no stranger to the program because she does so many of the interviews with our community leaders and those who are helping in our own backyards. Leanne, I know you're on the phone there, so you're not right across from me, but I hope that you can greet everybody. Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. Always awesome to be here. Well, that's right. You know, Leanne, we have so much going on every week, every day, every month. Uh, we're always uh, trying to make it very special as we serve our homeless, our hungry um, every day. And we have many volunteers that will come and help us and and now we're kind of getting we're we're pretty much kind of back uh now in person um even volunteers coming on campus and i know they've been serving all month long what do we call february absolutely so it's all about heart for the homeless we're showing love uh giving back to our community homeless hungry individuals that we are serving in miami-dade county and also broward county so Show your love. I mean, this is the month that you can actually show love because we are serving with the heart. And all of our volunteers, that's exactly what they're doing. When they come in, they know we have the special stickers. When they make a donation, uh, we let them know this is what we're doing. So if anyone listening wants to experience, uh, you know, if you drop off any of the donations and then you, on top of that you sponsor a meal, you you get a sticker that that reminds you, you donated for the month of love. And, you know, when you say sticker, that, of course, reminds me that when um, our homeless and our hungry come to us, and especially when we're doing those special events, we serve here every day a wonderful, nutritious meal. But like on Valentine's Day, um, it was decked out. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful, the tablecloths and everything. But we give a sticker to those who are in attendance and we and we say something like um so Leanne what what does the sticker say that we give to our homeless and hungry 
So when the homeless come and they have a dinner with us and they come, they take a shower, they sit down, they have a dinner with us, we actually do this beautiful secret that says, I celebrated hard for the homeless at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. And let me tell you, you'll be surprised how much they like that. We give it to them once they come in and they stay with it until the end. And sometimes I'm sure they don't even take it off. That's how much they love it. Well, that's right. And so we're really good about giving out stickers because we always want to make it special no matter who's coming, whether it's um, our giving partners or volunteers or it's the ones that we're actually serving. We always kind of make we make everybody feel special. And we, of course, want the reason we're here is to serve our homeless, our hungry and let them know that God loves them and there is a purpose for their life. And so this whole month has been heart for the homeless um, as we have uh, served those on Valentine's Day and every day this February. In fact, Leanne, we've had a goal uh, for this whole month is to raise 10,000 meals to have sponsorships from our partners and those in the community. So if anyone can help, we're, we're right now, where are we in our goal? Because I know we have a thermometer at all of our campuses showing how many uh, meals have been sponsored toward the 10,000. Where are we right now? Absolutely. So we're only missing 2,500 meals out of the 10,000. So this is a huge deal. I mean, this is how much the community has shown love, right? 2,500 meals from the goal. So if you're listening, if you can uh, make a donation over the phone, drop it off at one of our centers, or even make it online, which is super duper easy, uh, you can go to www.caringplace.org forward slash heart. So, so easy. Uh, we're counting every meal that comes in. We really want to make it to our goal of the 10,000 meals, and we can use the help of our community. That's right. And since you said they can call it in, let's give that phone number. It's 305-571-2206. Yeah, let me say it again. 305-571-2206. So if it's easier for you to call it in, just say, I want to help sponsor uh, help with a heart for the homeless meals the sponsorship for this month i want it to go toward the ten thousand and that would be such a blessing so i you know if you're giving a uh, 50 meals that's 105 dollars we have all kind of amounts that you can break that down to um, i've had people even give one meal but you know if you can do 10 meals that's 21 dollars and and so forth so it would be such a blessing because we want to not only serve that meal but we want to serve it with heart and with love and let people know that they're really cared for see people bring the meal right then to them and lay it in front of them uh, the volunteers do when we have these special days and all through the month we have been serving with a heart of love and compassion praying with people um, as they come in asking them right there and then is there anything we can pray uh, with you about and you know that just opens up a conversation when you show people uh, that kind of love they'll they'll just kind of look at you a little strange and then they may may just pour their heart out and just say I you know yeah you can pray about this and that and we always let them know that they can come in to one of our life-changing programs and actually be a resident resident at one of our campuses and we know that makes a difference a little later in the program you're going to hear from William and he's going to give his testimony how he was one of those who came in 
for a meal and found so much more. Now, Leanne, I know you do a lot of the interviews, but today I'm actually going to be interviewing Carla Ginebra, uh, uh, and she is with the Blue Line Angels. I know you know her really well. Do you want to kind of tell what that interview is going to be about? Absolutely. What a story. Carla is amazing. The Blue Line Angels is all about helping uh, you know, wives of, of police officers uh, in the force, and she, uh, you know, is a police officer herself. And, and women. And such a wonderful... And women, and, and women who, yes. who are police officers. Absolutely, and, and she's a wonderful example of someone who's always, always helping and, and, and looking for new ways to help other people, and we all love her. Carla does a great job with the Blue Line Angels. Well, you know, Leanne, you know, um, she's actually here in the studio and she showed me some pictures. I wish I could, this wasn't just radio because her <laughs> her actual assignment is agricultural um, policing. So she's actually helping with the animal rescues and some of the things that ne- needs to be done with the uh, farms and everything down there and in like Hialeah. But she was showing me. The other day, she she I guess it went viral a little bit, but she would there was a cow that that had gotten loose, <laughs> and and here everybody's cha- and here's Carla, okay, this this woman, and she's standing in front of this um, cow, going, nope, you're not going, you're not going this direction, you're going back. And I said, how did you do that? Weren't you afraid? She says, no, I've learned to stand my ground. And I look at, at the yeah. uh, the animal and say, no, I'm not afraid of you. You need to turn around. And she even gave a verse in the Bible, Genesis 1:26, where God tells Adam, you take dominion over the animal. So she says, I'm taking dominion. But I know I'm going to be interviewing her in just a moment. So please don't touch that dial. Don't turn anything. Don't go away. We've got more Mission Possible Good News program coming right up. So we're at that part of the program where we get to talk to people who are making a difference in our community. I'm so happy today to have a very special young lady sitting across from me. She's not only beautiful outside, Mm -hmm. but she's beautiful inside. And that's part of her story, how God has really changed her life. I have with me Carla Ginebra uh, D. Garcia. She is the president and founder of the Blue Line Angels. Uh, what an amazing group of women. But Carla, there's a story before the Blue Line Angels. Yes. Um, just like um, Jesus said in his book, um, our story is his. So Jesus is behind every story. So before the Blue Line Angels... Um, he came into my life. I, I surrendered my life to him, my flesh. And I just say, here I am, Lord. I'm here to serve you. Um, I want you to guide me. I want you to teach me. I want you to teach me your word. And how I got there, it's a long testimony, but I will try to give you a short version today. And first of all, started with my son. I saw gratefulness. Uh, my son was diagnosed with pediatric glaucoma, and he sees today, mm-hmm. praise God. Uh, the second one was my husband. We walked through a third relation because of my fault, and he forgave me, so I learned forgiveness. So there you have gratefulness, forgiveness. And then the other one that I encountered was in my job. 
where I needed to come with the truth. And who's the truth? Jesus Christ. So I learned truthfulness. Uh, gratefulness. Truthfulness. Well, first one was gratefulness. Gratefulness. And then forgiveness. forgiveness and, and then truthfulness. truthfulness. Wow. And that is the definition of somebody leading to Jesus. We need to have that grateful heart, that compassion inside of us, of others, and the fruit of the Spirit, and all the spirits of God inside of us in order for us to be the salt and the light for Christ in the city of Miami and all the nations. And we need to know who is the God of the Bible that we serve. And when when he started giving me names of this organization, I had no idea. I have no idea. I said, Lord, I don't want to do this like Moses. Mm -hmm. I don't speak English well. I have a big accent. I don't understand some big words sometimes. And I don't want to do this. And the Lord kept pushing me and pushing me and bringing me people around. And in a dream, he gave me that name, the Blue Line Angels and the logo. And everything was him like I'm floating in a river and he just taking me and I'm just floating with him. Now this happened back in about 2013. 13. 13. Everything I I surrendered my life in May 18, 2013 in a restaurant. Um through a lady that I heard in the radio, I read her book Apostle Elefante Elsie Mendes and I surrendered my life through there. And um that was the beginning. That so, was the sea. So seven years ago. Yes, exactly seven years ago. And here I am on a radio station testifying to that truth. The name is Blue Line Angels. And look at the time frame that we are in now with our community and uh, the, dis, you know, the unrest. Yes. And, you know, the, the looking, the scrutiny on the police departments. Yes. Uh, of America. But God started the blue mm. line, angels, so that at this point they could grow, be strong. And you minister to women, not only of law enforcement, but even if you, if they're connected in any way to law enforcement, like wives and sisters and, and uh, children. And, and also even to people that may be on the street. Mm-hmm. That needs an encouraging word, the blue line angel. So actually God put a blue line in the sand before this time. Amen. All I can see, see is or say is at such a time as this. Jesus. As Esther said, he created the blue line angels. Carla, if God didn't start this, I don't know who did. Wow. What you say in those words is just a confirmation of what God has given us in the last days that we've been praying at such a time as this. We learn how Esther stood in front of the king on the fourth time. And there's the reason why. Because on day four, God created the moon, the stars, mm -hmm. the sun, the day of authority, the appointed times of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He created on day four. So day four, Esther went in front of the king mm -hmm. with the authority from the kingdom to speak in behalf of God. And we asking the Lord 
that you that are listening today, God is not done with you. God has a purpose. God has a plan for you. You are, you are born from the womb of the Father and you Think that you're homeless, but you're not fatherless. There is a father that created you perfectly and wonderfully so you could be the voice here on earth of his kingdom. And if you're listening today and you need a word today, what I need to tell you is what the father is saying. I love you, my daughter. I love you, my son. I die for you. I send my son in the cross to die for you. And his blood is not in vain. And because of it, I'm sending him back as a bridegroom to his bride so that his bride could come in alignment with me to prepare in the word that I have given and deposit through the Holy Spirit so that we all know the truth of God. And we all repent and be baptized by the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is the God that we serve today. So all I can say is it's like, you know, there was a prayer march in Washington just a couple of weeks ago called the return. And this is what we need. We need to return. You know, we talk about candidates and we're for this person or that person. But, you know, as a salt and light, we are we are not for candidates. We are only for of the very presence of God himself that needs to return and we need to allow him to return because we have pushed him out of everything. We've pushed him out of government. We pushed him out of schools. We've pushed him out of community. And then we wonder why things happen. And uh, well, where is he? Well, he's, if he's not welcome, he's not there. Amen. So the blue line angels basically are returning back to the basics and saying, God, I want to know who you are, the God of the Bible, not the God of a religion, but the God of the Bible. Because we have lost the reference. We have lost where we come from, who created us, who, who is said in the beginning, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created. So we need to go back to that beginning. And once we learn that, not only to go to church, go to Bible studies, mm-hmm. check in my, oh, I go feed the homeless. No, it needs to be in your heart. It needs to be in the center of your mind. Who is the God of the Bible? Once we start there, then everyone, one person at a time, we will be life changing for the kingdom of God. Carla, how did they get? in touch with the Blue Line Angels. Let's give the website. The website is thebluelineangels.com. www.thebluelineangels.com. Okay, that's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I say you should check them out. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Carla, uh, you're, you're true, you're passionate, but you're looking to God as your source and your reference and not to mankind no and that's what birthed the blue line angels for such a time as this check out carla's thebluelineangels.com thank you for listening you are a uh, community leader and a life changer and we just pray that you go on and be able to present 
uh, God to every person that you meet. Well, thank you for being with us today. Amen. Thank you for having us here. Lian Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami and Broward Outreach Centers. Excited to have with us in the studio today, Cherise Fraser. Cherise, welcome. Thank you so much thank for you. joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, such a joy. I mean, we met because you came to our Center for Men. That's right. And you did a very inspirational talk a presentation for the men's center uh, for the men residing at the, at the at the building and I know that they left inspired yeah. to have you I mean they were so happy that you were there and everything that you said to them but to me also I was very impressed because a lot of my colleagues yeah. already knew you yeah <laughs> because you've been volunteering since you were what age uh, this was six years seven <laughs> years ago uh, Oh my God. And, and you are so young, but yes. this is much younger. You were already volunteering mm -hmm. in our centers. I mean, that's amazing. And I thank you for that. No problem. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I was born and raised in Jamaica. And then in 2010, we came here to America. Um, I came here when I was 16 years old. We did like one year of high school and then I enlisted to go to the military. Wow. So, yeah, I was in a... Thank you for your service. No problem. <laughs> so I was in the military for six years as an, as, as an enlisted soldier. And then I transitioned over into the officer program. So now I'm pursuing to be commissioned as a second lieutenant into the army. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see you and I'm like, this girl, no one can stop her. I mean, this is so exciting. Again, thank you for your service. I don't want to forget that. I'm sure all of our listeners are thinking the same thing right now. Uh, we appreciate everything uh, mm -hmm. that you do so much. Uh, but tell me, what inspire, inspires you to have these wonderful talks and presentations that you're doing? I think based off my experiences in Jamaica as a youth, had uh, drove me to inspire others. And I think also I'm really about mindset. So I think my experiences with mindset and the struggles that I had also drive me to encourage others to talk about their mindset and how they can overcome their uh, certain issues that they might be facing. Because it's so important. We were talking off the air. It is so important to know that sometimes it's mind over matter, yes. right? I know we've heard that many times. Yes. But sometimes it's, we create these ideas and we believe these things and, and, and see problems that as bigger when in reality they're not that big. Uh, but tell me about that experience that you had when you presented to the men. How was their reaction? Oh, it was it was good. And what I really liked the most was that they were engaging. They would laugh when I make a joke, you know, and they would agree make comments and agree with me like, yep, that's right, yeah, that's good. Like, so, so I can tell that they had some experience there. And it was just, it was fun because it, they were like really engaging with my presentation. So it made it easy for me to talk even more to them and get deeper with them. And what's the goal? What's the goal? When you do these presentations, and I know we're not the only ones that are blessed mm -hmm. to have you and, and to listen to you and everything that you say, uh, but what, what is the goal? What do you want people to take away from those presentations? I More mindset. Uh, coming out um, knowing that, yes, there are going to be hard times and tough times, but 
just be able to tell themselves that I can do it, I can push forward, you know, I can get through this, I can make it. That's my goal. So I know after that, like after me encouraging them, something's going to come and challenge them. But having hear that, like someone tell them that, you know, they saw that I did it and they can do it too. You know, that's that's what I that's the goal for me. And I, I love it because our homeless, uh, you know, people that are that used to be homeless, I mean, they need to hear that being in our centers is not the end of the world, it's yeah. not the end of their lives. Yes. I mean, they can continue to be better and better every day. Cherise, I'm so thankful. Today, we're all about social media. I want mm -hmm. people to follow you. I want people to learn from you. Yes. What, how can we follow you on social media? So on Facebook, you can find me, Cherise Fraser. Instagram, you can find me, Cherise Fraser, YouTube. Cherise Fraser, this is just my name. And, and if you are driving, if you were busy when she said her name, Cherise Fraser, please call me here at the mission, Leanne. I have all of her information. I can give it to you so that you can follow her as well. We thank you. I'm so inspired by everything that you do. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Well, hello, my name is Marilyn Brummett once again, and uh, we're at that part of the program where we get to hear a story of real life change. Many of our men and women, as they come into our uh, programs in Miami and Broward, uh, they may come in hurting, but there is so much more to the story. And I have with me today William and he's sitting across from me looking great. He has a nice shirt and tie on. And uh, I think he is ready to tell his story. Remember, it's not easy to tell your story. But it's uh, not only good for someone who's telling. But I pray that as you listen, that you may be impacted. And maybe there's someone that you're concerned for. And you wonder, is there still help? And is there still hope? So, William... Uh, thank you for being here with us today. Let's go back into your um, backstory as to what has happened to you. Well, this starts, uh, actually, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, mm -hmm. uh, the west side, pretty rough area uh, with gangs, uh, drugs, violence, and prostitution, gambling, and things like that, mm -hmm. and... Uh, I was the only child, so basically I grew up in the streets with the bigger guys. I didn't have no brothers and sisters. My mother was a, a workaholic, uh, wasn't too much church going. And uh, as time went on, she met a guy. Uh, he was a workaholic too, but he gambled on the side. So I was always exposed to some of the negative things, you know, that we do or that people did to fast forward it uh this was around 75 i graduated out of job corps and uh this was the time around when nixon uh brought the uh young men's home from vietnam and it mm. was a lot of heroin came into the mm. into the neighborhood and and i uh was curious about it and some of my friends was doing it, and I tried it, and it gave me that false courage, you know. See, I was like the fat kid of the block. So uh, when I experimented with that, I didn't care about you talking about me or nothing because, you know, it just like put up that false, that false security, that shield, you know. I would laugh, talk, 
dance with the girls with it if I was high. And then it became a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's when things start spiraling down. Uh. So then how did you come to Florida? Well, well, we fast forward and now that was, uh, well, in and out of uh, penitentiary, I, my mother had retired to uh, uh, Georgia, a little town called uh, Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't get off parole until like two, I was like back and forth. So, But when I finally stopped, excuse me, back and forth from prison, I eventually got off and stopped, you know, doing the drugs like that, 2010. And I stayed down there about 10 years. She passed in uh, 2019. And I was kind of like the prodigal son. You know, I was the only child, so everything was left to me. And I sold everything and Hmm. went back to Chicago and messed around. After 10 years not, you know, messing around with heroin, they had a new thing called fentanyl out there. And I tried it and OD'd a couple of times. Mm. I was like the prodigal son. I swandered all of my uh, inheritance. I think I ran through about $30,000 in about a year, a year and a half or so. So, well, we're going to stop right there, and then we're going to come back after the break. Um, I'm just going to say you don't want to touch the dial, and you want to stay tuned to hear the rest of William's story. Well, we're with William, and he's telling his story, and he's at the part where his mother had passed away and really had squandered the inheritance uh, that you receive from that. Again, the drug use came in, so let's pick it up. I think you said after heroin was fentanyl, and uh, you're right there at that part. I swallowed my inheritance and went back to Chicago and OD'd a couple of few times, and it got the winter set in. And after being from up there 10 years, I had got used to the warmth, and uh, that cold hit me in my face one, one yeah, from day. From Georgia to back to back Chicago. Chicago. After yeah. 10 years not you know doing that, that coldness, I broke back up in the hotel room and I, <laughs> I called my uncle. And I said, I got to get out of here. And uh, he sent me, uh, I think, $500. And uh, I went to the bus station and I asked the guy, you know, what would it cost me to go? I didn't want to go back to Georgia because, you know, pow on my face. Everybody was saying, you should just go on and stay down here. You'll make it. And, and so I didn't want to have, uh, I should say crow, as they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came to Miami. So I figured, I'd say, well, you know, I'll, I'll find something. I, you At know, least I, I'll be warm. Right, exactly. I didn't want to do the freezing. I couldn't stand that cold. I said, well, I'll, it'll be warm down there. I eventually will run into something, you know. And I know in all major cities, it's normally a, a Salvation Army. But by COVID that hit, they wasn't letting nobody in. So I was walking around and. Got, and a young lady said, there's a mission over there. And I walked around, and I think they was doing showers uh, that Wednesday. They have mm. a big bus come out and give guys showers and change mm. the clothes. And I got got a chance to take a shower, and uh, they wasn't letting nobody in because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. 
But by the time I got out the shower, a guy, it was like a good angel. He just came to the gate. I didn't know what that man from a can of paint. <laughs> he he said, uh, here's a, uh, it's, it's, it, this is a true story. I've been trying to see the guy. I ain't seen him no more since then. He gave me a, a, a blanket and a, uh, a sheet. And by the time I walked a little more, he said, oh, they're going to be letting people back in uh, this Monday. You just stay out there. So I stayed out there. I slept out there on the weekend about four days. The week of Halloween. Mm -hmm. The Halloween fell on the night where they celebrated it on that Friday. Mm -hmm. But I was out there for, went from Wednesday all the way to that next Monday. And when I got I got in the, in the mission, uh, I was the first one beat up that rain that told me up and you know i'm up in age now that arthritis i was mm -hmm. uh, uh i was in bad shape and marlo i don't know if he was teasing me about it you know he said that uh he intake coordinator yeah intake coordinator mr marlo i did think he was teasing say oh you gonna have to come back next week uh because we don't have no bottom bucks i told him i said i'll climb up top i'll climb up top <laughs> <laughs> that weather really got to be out there. And then, you know, by, you know, uh, the bittersweet, you know, it's the, that root that's bittersweet. It was kind of bitter at first after coming down off of the, you know, the, the heroin. And the, uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the, not the feedback, but the symptoms that you go through. Withdrawal. Uh, the withdrawal symptoms. It just wouldn't come out. Withdrawal symptoms, you know. And they had the air conditioner on. I say I left the cold, and I'm still freezing down there. I'm shaking like I don't know what. Mm -hmm. But it found me, you know, like I say, that bittersweet. It got better and better. And I always have known about the Lord, but I just want to straddle the fence, you know, playing the middle against both ends. And and finally, it, it clicked on. You know, I didn't try all the other houses, the courthouses, the drug houses. The, the houses of the ladies of the night, gambling houses. So then it just clicked on me. Try the house of the Lord. Woo! And, you know, and it has worked for me ever since Amen. then. Everything's been, well, you know, falling right in place. Well, William, I know there's more to the story. and We're going to have to have you back so you can tell more of the story of the change that's happened since you've come to the mission. But you've given us a good understanding of what God has done in your life and how he's brought you full circle mm -hmm. and uh, brought you into the house of the Lord. So thank you, William, for sharing thank your you. story. Thank you for having me. Well, Lee Ann, wasn't that a wonderful testimony from William? These are real people that really come to us, and when they share their testimony, it's, it's not easy for them, is it? No, absolutely not. And, and you can see the transformation. I mean, I remember personally William when he came into the center, a very young, um, I don't want to say confused, but very disoriented, I think is the word. And, and to see the transformation and how far he has come, I mean, he... He it really, it, it's amazing. Really yeah, amazing. he really has it together. Um, I know he's part of a ministry now. He is, you know, he's an, a graduate now, and he's just doing so, so well. And, of course, I know you love Carla, so I did that wonderful interview with her, and uh, it, she is amazing. Yes, yes, she is. Um, what an inspiration. So I'm excited, and um 
um, you know, now with the whole month of February, I don't want people to miss the opportunity mm -hmm. to help us reach our goal. We're looking for 2,500 meals to go. I mean, it's very doable. We still have a few days in the month. Please help us by making a donation to sponsor a meal, five meals, 20 meals, whatever your heart tells you to do. And you can do that, at, which is the website, Ms. B. It's caringplace.org slash heart because it's heart for the homeless month of February. So we've been um, working on this goal of 10 thousand meals to be sponsored uh, this month and we are at over 7,500 so we need 2,500 approximately um, you know it changes all, all the time so that's about where we're at right now so we would really appreciate your support uh, you can go uh, once again I'll say the website caringplace.org slash heart that's www.caringplace.org slash heart heart or if you would like to call it in and you say no i just don't want to do it on the website then you can call right to our accounting department so you're giving your credit card over the phone to people who take that information and keep it you know very secret so it doesn't get written anywhere it's put into the computer and the only thing that ever gets recorded is the last four digits so nobody can really see uh, your credit card number so you want to call three Three zero five five seven one two two zero six. That's three zero five five seven one two two zero six, and uh, you can donate that way. And this is going to go toward the heart for the homeless. Uh, the goal of ten thousand meals, and we want to continue to serve our homeless, our hungry, our hurting, our needy uh, in our communities in Miami-Dade and Broward County. Please help us do that. And uh, we always serve our meals. Uh, they're nutritious, and we want to serve them with love and with a special heart. And our volunteers help do that, our staff. Uh, but we love our volunteers that come and help us. Well, Leanne, thank you uh, for being with me today and co-hosting Mission Possible, the Good News thank Program. Uh, I believe my husband will be back on the air next Sunday morning at 8 a.m. So uh, I know you missed hearing his voice, but we want you to know uh, the community. We appreciate you as you help uh, in any way possible with whatever you do and whoever you help. But if you do help the caring place, we want to give you an extra shout out of thanks. Well, God bless you. We'll be back again next Sunday morning at 8 a.m. with Mission Possible, the good news program. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as the Caring Place. 